0: I love to play in my business. And one of the ways that I'm playing in my business this year is by offering micro mastery experiences. I know that there are so many things that we have to learn as business owners. There are so many things that we have to do. And it feels overwhelming because sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, where do I even start? And for me, I want to start with something impactful. I want to start with something that like, I could learn today and implement today. So this year I am offering micro mastery experiences one every month. So it might be a masterclass. It might be a short form container. It might be a mini mind, some sort of mastermind experience, whatever it's going to be, it's going to come to me in that quarter, I'm planning ahead. You know, you know, your girl can't wait till the last minute, but it's kind of like, what do you need? And I'm bouncing off of with, with you guys in the DMS and in my coaching programs, and we're diving deep to one topic for each month and that's it. So you can join one individually, or you can join all of them by purchasing the masterclass pass when it gives you like a huge discount on all of the micro mastery experiences. This is just like It's the way that I like to learn and it's becoming the way that I love, love, love to teach because I want you to have impact. I don't want you to be overwhelmed when you come to learn something. I want you to be like, I can do this. I can try this on and I can do this. Like it's going to start making me money now. It's going to start making my business and life balancing act better right now. These are the things that I want for you and they're the exact same things that I want for me in my life and business as a salon owner. So please check out the Micro Mastery Experiences. There's a different one every month, but if you miss one, you can also go back and grab a replay. And if you join the Masterclass Pass, replays are all included. So check it out and let me know if you have any questions. The link is here in the show notes and feel free to DM me. I sat down to record this episode and I went to our Yelp listing for my salon, Ooh La Salon in El Cajon, California. And guys, I've done it. We've actually done it. We have five whole stars. And I want to say this, that is not always the goal. But I am so happy to report that not only does it, like, cool, that's great that we have five actual full whole stars on Yelp, I would prefer four and a half if I'm being completely honest, but we're going to talk about why it matters that we have so many reviews and what those reviews actually mean for us in our business and how you can ask for reviews, utilize reviews and do the dang thing with reviews in your business. What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, beauty business coach, salon owner of 15 plus years and a stylist too. Each week I will bring guest topics and conversations you can relate to. We all need biz solutions fast, and for them to work. I'm an open book and aim to share all of my answers with you. No matter what stage you are in in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10 Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. Okay. So why would I prefer four and a half stars? Because I'm sure you're going to ask that question. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you don't want to be perfect. Nobody wants to be perfect. And guess what? We definitely have some pretty terrible reviews and some funny stories actually, um, in those embedded in those reviews, but we have so many reviews now than so many great reviews that outperform or outshine those negatives on Yelp and on Google that we have five full stars. So am I going to go do something negative to screw it up? No, I'm not. But like when you see four and a half stars, to me, that's actually more like, okay, it's not too good to be true. People didn't pay for those reviews and things like that, which is something that we have absolutely never, ever done. But the thing about having good reviews or having reviews at all and I think that this is something that we totally overlook, but the thing that is so important is that it's other people doing the work for you. And as your girl here is the laziest entrepreneur in the whole wide world, that sounds really good to me. So we can start off with like, why do you need the reviews? Reviews are social proof. Reviews help people understand what's going on without you having to tell them. So that's huge when you are a new business or even like an established business, but someone is coming to you for the first time. Now, do you need reviews as a salon owner for the whole salon? Yes. Would it also be great for you to have reviews if you are an independent stylist who works in a studio by herself? Yes. Would it be amazing if you're an esthetician that rents a room to have reviews? Yes. Like all of the above. But if you work in a salon, I think it's nice for you to kind of, co-mingle the reviews and that people can kind of like when they go to the salons page they're not reviewing the salon experience they're reviewing their experience with you and I would encourage you to ask them to drop your name in a review and actually we can maybe we'll even put the link to my salons reviews here so you can kind of see like how that goes but basically why you need reviews is that it's social proof done by other people and so if you've ever been a consumer of anything and looked up something like if you have googled restaurant in san diego italian restaurant san diego what's the first thing that comes up yelp or google now you're probably not someone who googles hair salon a lot because you're not looking for a hairstylist you know 500 of them you work with them you know facialists you know makeup artists we're in it right but when you're not in it there are so many things that are left up to chance because and this is just me being real, real with you guys. Most people that own beauty businesses don't do a good job on their business. They don't. They don't do a great job showing off what it is that they do. It is literally mind-blowing, and I've actually been saying this probably too much, and I'm gonna say it here now, and then I'm gonna leave it alone, So I'm probably gonna start to get hate mail. But it it frankly blows my mind how well we do as an industry for having such actual friggin' garbage, garbage business tactics strategies plans like literally no attention to their business so if you are someone who is like okay I maybe haven't treated my business like a business enough yet. This is a great way to start. And this fills in the gaps for consumers and for customers for us to continue to have new growth without having to do anything. And so like, look, I am lazy AF when it comes to like, I don't want to actually do a lot of work. I'm always saying hard work's not required because like, I'm not interested in doing any, but The thing is, is that I'm willing to do the work that makes a difference. And this is something that makes a difference in your business while other people can do it. And it, it, they're doing it for you, which is amazing. But additionally to that, like you're painting a full picture. And if you don't have your business take, like if you don't have a fantastic web presence, if you don't have a great onboarding system for your, for your clients, if you don't have information posted in the easiest way on your Instagram bio, reviews fill in the gap. Like people will say the stuff that they need to say. And if you are a great service provider, which I know that you are because you're here hanging out with me, you care about your business, you're listening to the 10 minute beauty business podcast, then your clients are going to say nice things. And also if you happen to have bad reviews, we're going to talk about that at, at the end here, but it's, it's a great place for you to Get a little bit of accolades and let your clients do the work for you. So that's the number one reason why I think you need reviews. Now, if you're someone who takes amazing care of your business and you're like, that comment was super rude, Lexi. I am offended. Well, good. I'm glad that you take care of your business. I'm glad that you have things moving in the right order. Here's the one thing that I will say. You can never have too many reviews. You can never let this stuff like take a backseat. This is a great way for you to organically get views on your business without using social media. Now I don't know if reviews are considered social media. I don't think so because like nobody goes hangs out on like a Yelp page, right? Maybe you could take your popcorn and go to like a really crappy business site and like just read. But like that's not like we're not having like a lot of interaction there. You might like like or comment someone back but it's not like you're not hanging out there. So this is a great way for you to get organic views on your business meaning that you can tell them what you need to tell them on your review page. So it's great for new customers. It's wonderful for current clients to go on there and, and, and give you some love. And however you get them is fantastic. However you get them to leave the review. Like we, we like that. It makes us feel good. But this is wonderful in terms of like what happens on the internet. And I'm going to give you like this wacky analogy that I learned actually in in fashion school, of all things. If you didn't know, I went to fashion school between college and um, cosmetology school, and I didn't even really go to cosmetology school. I did an apprenticeship. So I, I learned this in fashion school when I was taking um, a web development course. And this is the analogy the teacher shared with us as we were learning how to code, which, by the way, is like um, murder. It's terrible. I'd, I think, I'd, I don't know. It's the worst. But at night, the spiders go out on the internet. And the internet is like a bunch of numbers that like, you know, green things that are flashing around, right? And the spiders go out and they're looking for things that get interacted with. So think algorithm, but like on the internet. So the spiders are out at night and they're crawling around and they're looking for keywords. They're looking for a lot of hits. They're looking for things that people are like spending a lot of time on that page. And the spiders are like, where can I make my web and like grow the web based on these things? So if I'm getting a lot of keywords, I'm going to start to build a web there. So people get stuck there. So they get stuck in my web and they hang out on this page. Okay. That's the analogy that we want to think about when we're thinking about reviews. You can think about the algorithm similarly, but it's, it's not because the algorithm is always changing. The spiders go out and they're looking for keywords and interactions and time on platform, really. And they're looking for patterns that people have like, okay, they went to this Yelp page, then they went to the Google listing, then they clicked the website and then they hit call. Okay. So let's build a web here so that more people come here. And that's how we get organic views. That's how we get boosted in search engines. That's how we get natural or organic SEO. Now, again, I just told you that I hated that class and the coding was like getting murdered. And so like if that analogy, if if you know somebody that's like a real internet wizard and that's not right, well, don't tell me because it makes sense to me. And I, I, (laughs) that's my understanding of it. Okay. So for, for this podcast, that's where we're, that's where we're going to keep it. But you want to create those webs. You want people to get stuck on your pages. You want the spiders to do their thing on your pages. And so you need interaction on those pages in order to do so. So asking your clients for reviews is a great way to start to move your business name up the rank again, organically and organically reads free $0 y'all. So like, that's what we want to have happen. So if you Google salon El Cajon, California, guess whose salon comes up first? Mine. Do I pay for anything? No, not anymore. I did at one point pay for Yelp ads and we didn't come up first at that point because I think we came up second because somebody, the salon down the street outpaid what we paid. I'm sure that Yelp person was just like laughing themselves to the bank as they, we, they knew we were bidding against each other because she would be like, oh, well, this salon, they've paid more. I'm stupid. I wanted to like literally just scream. At one point we were paying like a thousand bucks in Yelp every month. It worked. Our phone rang off the freaking hook and then we couldn't serve the clients. And I was like, why are we doing this? But I wanted to get our ranking up higher so that as we grew organically, that and as the salon grew, right, the business grew, that we would rank first, right? I knew I'm here for the long haul. I know that we're doing stuff, like I'm not going anywhere, and I want us to be freaking number one when you search Hair Salon El Cajon. I would love for us to be Hair Salon San Diego or East County, but you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So these are things that you should keep in mind. And those keywords, and I don't want to go off on a whole other tangent here. Cause some of you are probably like, what the heck Lexi, those keywords, you can also embed in your website, which help create the web to be a little stickier. But these are things that you can like dive into if you want to kind of learn about like the Google platform and owning your in quote, Google, my business page. These are all things that, um, I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to play with in one of our micro mastery experiences. But for now, here's what you need to do. You need to ask your clients for reviews. Now, how do you do this? You can put a QR code in your emails to your clients in your follow up sequence. You could put them you could put the link to it all over the salon in your emails. I mean, you could do whatever you want with this link to ask them for reviews. I know that when I use a service, like for instance, a sleep trainer that we've used with the baby, has sent a sleep expert. She sent me a review afterwards. Um, my HVAC company, the air com- air conditioning company, sent me one. It's like very common for people to send you, like, "Hey, how was your how was your experience? Here is a link. Please click it and leave us a review." wherever you decide to send them to give you the review is up to you. Personally, I would choose Yelp or Google. I know that like when I check people out on gloss or on my booking app or via square, like I can get reviews there as well. And while that's nice, I would prefer them to be somewhere where the spiders go out at night and look for them. So Facebook reviews are also great. If you want to do that, like, and again, Facebook and Google kind of like are the big competitors. So, you know, I would say like you would want to have a strategy in place for each, but really go hard on one at a time, because if you're dividing up, that's not going to create a very sticky web for your people and for the spiders to fall into. So we want to ask our clients for reviews. Of course, you cannot legally now, maybe this isn't of course, but this is like super shady in terms of business stuff. It's it's actually illegal to pay people for reviews. So I like to ask for an organic review. I like to say, hey, leave us a review. This is where you can leave us a review. Here's a link. Here's a QR code. Thanks for your feedback. These sort of things. There are people that definitely like will. I've seen things like if you leave us a review, we will do something for you. I don't really know. I'm not going to give an opinion on that. Just know that it's illegal to pay people for a review unless like it's disclosed so you'll see that on amazon sometimes this person was was paid in order to or the, the, the product was free etc cetera, etc cetera. so we want to first get the reviews, right? We want them to be there, but then what can you do with them after like the reviews are there and there's nothing for you to do with Yelp or Google after the review is sitting there? What can you, what else can you do with them? Well, I would share them in your client communication. I think this is a great way for you to show social proof on your social media. So yes, reviews don't happen on social and yes, reviews create opportunity for people to see your work on your like experience organically online but you can also show them online. Like one of my favorite things to do, and I see this a lot in, and I, I, of course, this is what we do with my junior advisory and my annual advisory clients is we'll share reviews as the image on social media. And then underneath, we'll talk about the service that we want to share. Super easy way to post about content. So if somebody did a great balayage, maybe that we'll do the screenshot and like, we make it like look nice, right? Um, put it in Canva. There's templates for reviews. This is not like, I'm not creating anything or shattering Harris is like pretty common practice, but we'll take the review, make it cute in Canva. Then maybe we'll carousel it with pictures of the work or the services afterwards. And then beneath it, we'll talk about the service or maybe additionally, maybe we ask for the review later maybe we are asking for reviews and we show a bunch of reviews on a carousel or we do perhaps a reel where we layer them on top of the work i mean there's so many different creative ways that you can use and it's not even like earth shattering creative it's just like hey this is really smart and social proof is incredibly powerful so how can we use this more in our businesses I also really love to share a review that makes me happy, says something about what I do in the salon in terms of client communication. So maybe at the bottom of an email, I share a review about a product or a service that I recently have done that I want to or that my salon has shared that I want to create more drive to. So maybe it's a new product and someone speaks about that product. That's amazing. Or if there's a new service, let's say we have, you know, a henna brow mapping service that's going really well, but we need some more clients for it. Then I might put that at the bottom of a general email blast, a review about the service, because it piques interest and it lands as one of the 17 to 22 touch points that we need for people to feel comfortable about it. So maybe the next email sequence, then I would dive into what that service is. But in the review, I'm just sharing about it. I'm just sharing about it. Honestly, like, thank you for the review. And then underneath, I would absolutely most definitely say, leave your review here because people want to know what other people think. Like, don't we all, right? We're like, oh, I wonder what she thinks about that. What's this about? What's that about? These are things that we absolutely like want to know. And it's so helpful to us. And again, it comes back to not doing a bunch of extra work in that we're letting our customers tell us. Now, one other thing to say about reviews is that you're letting your customers tell you, read it, feel it, understand what they're saying. The things that are going really well, awesome. Keep it up. The things that maybe if you don't get a great review, well, there's room for improvement always. We all can do better than we did yesterday. So how can we take those maybe negative or maybe there's just slivers of like not perfection, which look, all we're looking for is excellent. We're looking for good enough to get results. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, like, don't be a perfectionist and paralyzed by it. But in the facts or, or in the instance that you get a negative review, like something actually bad, I want you to think about how you respond. I want you to listen to the client. I want you to respond from a professional place. Don't be reactive and learn from the experience. Of course, like how you handle that moving forward, we've talked about on the podcast many a times. And I'm happy to dive into that again. If, if anybody has that or if, if that comes up, please uh, message me or DM me. We can talk about it there as well. But it's, it's a matter of taking care of the client so that other people, when they read the crazy review, go, oh, they handled that well. That's fine. Like you can't please everybody. There are crazy people and usually crazy people that give you a bad review or leave something negative. Everybody knows they're freaking crazy. One time, and this is the only story I'll share here. I had a client that frankly, I thought was pretty crazy, but she was really high maintenance, but kind, you know? So like she was great, fine, but she was absolutely like another 100% really interesting individual. I don't see her anymore, but she was there and this other woman came in and like had a conniption fit. And I don't even remember what it was, but she didn't like her hair or she didn't like how we did something or I don't know. I don't freaking even know what happened because it didn't matter. But my client was there and that woman, the crazy woman left and wrote us a bad review, like instantaneously, like she was out in her car, like feverishly typing, her fingers were probably on fire. And so my client, who was absolutely a nut job, went on Yelp and like responded immediately to the client and was like, this is not what happened. I'm a client sitting in the chair right next door and da 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 And people want to give their opinions. So like in that instance, I mean, that was kind of cool. Like she went to bat for us, but I still went and commented below and said, so sorry about your experience. Like, we'll be happy. Please contact the salon and we'll be happy to remedy this for you. And like, that's kind of my blanket statement there. And th- there have been times where people it's like, so sorry, this was your experience, whatever. And you don't really want to fix it. But when they contact you, you have opportunity to work through, you know, like you have different ways you can handle that. The point of this episode is not that, but I just wanted to share that silly little thing because that gal, I can't remember her name, but she really went to bat for us and people will do that. And so it's a great place to let your clients share about you and brag about you. Not only, is it good for you and like the organic views and and the the spider web stuff? But it it's good for your clients to share their opinion, and you can always learn from it and pull from it on the things that like what is your magic, what's your point of difference. This is a great place for you to really dive into your business more fully and to treat it like a business. Given the things that people leave in the reviews, especially if you need to pull ideas for content creation or things to talk about with clients and news newsletters and emails and things like that. I hope you have the most fantastic, wonderful, perfect, amazing week, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank Thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.